Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There were a lot of things in Let's Go that makes me think that this was kind of a mm-hmm. rushed out project. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! It's Pucko! Pucko! It's Pucko! Pucko! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah. Let's go! Grab your friends, it's that time again. again. Listen to the show with the phone and the friends. It's Pucko. Pucko! Oh yeah. Pucko! Your host, Drink Dash, and your co-host, and welcome to the 367th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my spectacular co-host, the first being the man himself, the Puerto Rican wonder, Lord Jushiro. Lord Jushiro. <laughs> What an intro. And then of course we've got we've got the man who uh who who calls himself after the oh man, I lost count, the eighteenth letter of the alphabet. We're gonna go with that one. R Sigma. Uh that's probably correct. I don't count them. Eighteenth <laughs> letter. That's gonna be close. I think U is twentieth, so we're gonna be close. It's either like seventeenth or eighteenth. That's what I'm going with. And then there's gonna be an angry email. So we're going to get an angry email. He's just like, Thatch doesn't know what letter of the alphabet letter R is. And it's just like, yeah, I don't. I'll give in to that one. I don't have a PhD in letter counting, guys. Okay. Got a PhD I mean, in physics. That's a Greek letter, right, too. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know which He has a PhD in physics. I see he'll physical abuse you if you don't <laughs> back away. So, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. Or I should say I did. You guys weren't ba- around back then. Not in my life, at least. I wasn't even alive. That's a fact. <laughs> I was born the day Thatch founded this uh, <laughs> podcast. That's a little depressing. Uh, th- to be fair, there are probably people listening to this podcast that were born in 2007. I would not be surprised but welcome to the show we talk everything from the video game to the trading card game to even pokemon tretta yeah tretta digging deep here if only you're in japan you can play pokemon tretta but we talk everything here those discs (laughs) man i wish the arcade culture in the united states was the same as the arcade culture in japan I feel like we're getting there uh, really, uh, really late in the game because I was just last night in an arcade bar playing arcade games. 
But uh, yeah, no new stuff, though. I would argue that's not the same. Like, an arcade bar is kind of... They're just kind of there to hit nostalgia buttons, right? While the arcades in Japan are all about, hey, here's this new video game where you can flip a table. This is the newest stuff, yeah. I mean, you can still get new stuff in the in the arcade bars here, but they're usually pinball tape. Like, they're really up-to-date on the pinball machines, but everything else is old school. Yeah, well, pinball's got a nice little cult following, so they can do that. They can afford that. I just don't think they can do it for the, what's it called, for just, like, regular video games. They can't do it for something like, uh, what's what am I trying to say? They can't do it for something like, you know, Pokemon Tournament. Yeah, the newest Taiko, for example. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to fit a lot of cabinets in modern arcades, especially arcade bars. And, I mean, we don't have the real estate for it, and I just think there's a lot more of online... There's a lot... The online gaming culture is a lot more prominent here in America than I think it is in Japan, and I think that has really? a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they definitely have people who play online, but it's not to the extent that we do in the United States. I, we, I don't want to dive too deep yeah. into that. Yeah, they just play Splatoon over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be okay with just having Splatoon over here too. I would love that. Splatoon's a lot of fun. But we are uh, we are here to bring you another exciting episode of the Puckle Podcast. Welcome back if you're old and welcome if you're new. And I guess we should talk about what we've been up to lately. I mean, I think the answer is let's go for all of us. But this weekend uh, was the community weekend, a big one where all the Pokemons oh, yeah, were for available Pokemon for this Go, weekend. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pokemon Go. So I've been able to catch two shiny Cyndaquils, one shiny Eevee, one shiny Pikachu, and a shiny Charmander, which I was missing. So I'm pretty happy. This has been a really, really good weekend for me. That's great. Yeah, I've been playing that a little bit too because I missed the Beldum Community Day, so I'm trying to catch up on the candies for it. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm just trying to get caught up. I mean, this goes until Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. So if you haven't played, That's if awesome. you're listening to this show as soon as it comes out, you have a little bit more time. And Let's see. I mean, for other than that, I mean, I played Let's Go. I went and finished my Pokedex so I could shiny hunt because that's the only thing to do in Pokemon Let's Go. Uh, other than try to get all of the Master Trainer titles. Hey, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm working on that as well, but simultaneously. So like, I finished the Pokedex so that I could shiny hunt at the same time that I'm trying to get candies to do the Master Trainer stuff. You know, because you need you need those awakening values to really uh, to really do well in the Master Trainer matches. And you For just the need, most part, yeah. and so you need candy to do that, and the way to get candy is just the combo stuff. And if you're comboing stuff, that's a great way to get shinies. So you might as well kill two birds with one stone. Three, I think, four mini birds with one stone. Yes. Oh man. So comboing story. So my wife is playing Let's Go Eevee, and she was tr- she's trying to shiny hunt. She's really into shiny hunting. She likes doing that kind of stuff, even on the games. I keep trying to get her to stream it, but she doesn't want to stream it. But the one thing that's really uh, that was really funny was she's not up to date on like the shiny hunting mechanics really other than she knows you need to combo things to get a higher shiny chance and so she sends me a picture from downstairs nonetheless she's in the same house as me she could have just talked to me and she sends me this picture of a streak of 293 caterpie and she's just, and she says still no shiny and i'm just like you know you don't have to catch all of them right and she goes <laughs> What do you mean? I'm like, you don't have to catch every single Caterpie to be able to keep the shiny chain, the shiny chance up. She goes, what do you mean? I'm like, as soon as you hit a combo of 31, shiny chance maxes out. Stop there. What you do is you hop on your Aerodactyl or your Charizard and you just kind of sit and wait. That's all you do. And she's just like, I did not realize that. I'm like, I mean, what, what kind of candy does Caterpie give? I assume it's quick candy or something. HP maybe? 
Maybe HP candy? I'm not sure what kind of candy it gives. Neo but re- gives quick. I think Caterpie gives HP. Well, regardless, she has a lot of that candy now. That's the real story. The real moral of that story. Yeah. Lots of HP slash quick candy for her to give to her Pokemon for those Master Trainer battles. Probably doesn't need to do it again, like I have to, because I just sit there doing combos of like 31. Also, pro tip, if you're trying to level stuff, you can go combo Chansey's really easily, well, easily, I'm going to put that in quotes, over in Cerulean Cave, and you can get some pretty easy experience there. It's like Blissey bases all over again, except Chansey catching, but it's really frustrating because Chansey likes to flee after you're just oh, like, God, yes. man, I just threw 10 Ultra Balls at you, and you haven't, you haven't like stayed in any of them, and it's just like, well, see you later, buddy. And you feel really, really sad, and then you realize that the economy in this game is actually really pushing on you because you're just like, man, I'm running out of money. How does that even happen? That's that's my feeling on Let's Go right now. We are going to talk more about Let's Go today, but right now, those are my feelings (laughs) on Let's Go. (laughs) Yeah, if your your feelings towards Let's Go is still pretty bad, or your name is Scrawn, this episode might not be for you. Oh, man. So just like side note, because I don't know where this fits in the episode, but for those of you at home trying to pay attention to how well Let's Go is doing, by the way, Let's Go was the fourth most purchased item on Black Friday this year in the United States. In the United States alone, it sold 1.5 million copies so far, which is pretty, that's pretty standard like Pokemon numbers, if you know what I mean. Like I would say it's a standard Pokemon game sales. I don't know if it's going to blow past something like Sun and Moon, which sold really, really well. I, I'm not sure what the numbers are off the top of my head. I know it's over like 17 million, though. Yeah, it was an amount. It was they were, it was told to be like an incredible amount for a Pokemon game back in Sun and, Sun and Moon. Yeah, so it's I don't know if it's going to break something like Sun and Moon's uh, sales, but it will definitely break something like Black and White 2 or even Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. I think Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon has only sold like 2.2 million copies in the United States right now, and they've been out for a year. Which is normal for re- for kind of like remake, not remakes, but rehashing of the same game. People tend to not buy it. I think Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon also went over pretty poorly with a lot of the community because it wasn't really a new game. It was just Sun and Moon. So that, that was a really big point, I think. So hopefully they take that into mind. I, I'm really excited, though, for the 2019 game, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. So while we're here, let's kick it on over. To the news, let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in! And welcome to the news. So, in the news... We have mostly just Pokemon Go stuff, because that's what our lives have turned into. So the first piece of news being that raid battle bosses changed like five times this week, uh, roughly five times. Uh, I'm not sure if Boizel's in there right now. It's it's kind of just like the problem of Pokemon Go right now is that I love that they're doing all of these events, but the problem is, is that I feel like Pokemon Go is just always in an event. If you're always in an event, is it really an event? I guess they're really just trying to keep the community, um, you know, working and, and playing and the attention span of many people can go away. So it has to continue doing like a lot of events so people can continue being like in the game. Oh, no, I agree with you. And it obviously works for them because I think they're actually posting larger sales numbers than they have in the past. 
And yeah, yeah. no, they, they, Pokemon Go is doing like, incredibly good. Mewtwo into Halloween that really did well. They just found like this winning formula of do a community day plus one or two events a month, which is okay. But what I'm really scared of is I haven't had a chance to go catch like Starly. I haven't seen a Piplup yet. Like I just I want some Gen Four stuff. And it's just like, well, we were in regular mode for like two days this month. And it's just like, well, I need to get a little bit more. You know, I yeah, want to be able to go out and yeah. catch some normal stuff. Hopefully after this community day, spec, uh, uh, I don't know what to call it. This, this giant community day that's happening right now. Hopefully we can just return to the norm for a little bit. I doubt it being Christmas. Yeah, I know. It's going to happen. We're going to get some kind of winter <laughs> event in like the next week or two. No, no. We have Obama snow now. Oh, no. Oh, there it also. Yeah. God. So God knows when we're going to come back to the normal rotation of Pokemon, but uh, you can look forward to that on January. Maybe. <laughs> and maybe, yeah. But if you want to uh, uh, if you want to style your avatar in L- Pokemon Go right now, you can do so by getting either a Brock or Misty outfit, depending if you're a male or female trainer. These do require Pokecoins to obtain. But you can dress up like Brock, or you could dress up like Misty, and it'd be real cute. On top of that, the, even though they're doing a community day where they're just putting all the community day Pokemon in one weekend, they said, man, what if somebody missed out on the research this year, and they didn't get Moltres or Articuno or Zapdos or Entei or Soycoon or Raikou? Well, lucky for you, that's what every that's what's in all of the field research now. <laughs> if you complete the, your field research, you'll get one of those six. So it'll be really, really cool. You only get like two tries. Uh, yeah. Well, you get four tries, I think, throughout the entire month if you do it. So you'll get uh, unless oh, you okay, unless you yeah. unless you completed it on like the first of December, then you can get a chance of doing it five. So maybe you get a chance. But on top of that, there's probably ways to trade with other people if you missed out on something. They've got extras, and now they're putting the trading feature in. And I think the bigger biggest thing in Pokemon Go right now is that they announced PvP. I guess I don't know. I don't know what to call it. PvP. Yes. Uh, because they just called them trainer battles. They did not say PvP in any of their for in anything that they said yet. Yeah, and they added the leagues. Well, they added leagues, which is you have the Great League, Ultra League, and Master League, which is just CP caps, so that people who don't have high CP Pokemon can actually play against people. Because they, I think they realized with the original gym format, they really screwed up in terms of the balance there and making it not fun for other people because i i don't know if you guys remember the the previous gym format where it was like stack 10 tall and you could fit 10 blissies in there and it was just awful yeah i think it was pretty awful i think the new gym format's great and it makes it far more playable and i think that's what they're trying to avoid when they put pvp out granted i don't know if pvp is going to be the same that everybody's hoping for because i feel like the Pokemon Go battle mechanics just don't translate well to that because it's just going to be DPS that matters and nothing else. Yeah. And that's that's kind of where I am here. That's my feelings on the situation. I could be wrong. People can be more than happy to send in emails and yell at me next week about while I'm wrong. I'm sure it's going to happen on Discord. Somebody who loves Pokemon Go is going to be like, but that the PvP and Pokemon Go is the best thing ever. And I would be quick to reminisce that we have plenty of other Pokemon games where you can play traditional Pokemon. This isn't going to be traditional Pokemon. It's going to be raid battles unless they announce something otherwise. But right now I'm going to be under the assumption that it's like every single other Pokemon go battle. That's what I'm expecting. Which is all about clicking that button as fast as you can. Exactly. And I I mean, I'm also not entirely certain that they're going to do 
live PvP battles. That hasn't been announced yet. I am very skeptical of anything Pokemon Go posts. Just very <laughs> skeptical. So I just I, I like to be very skeptical about Pokemon Go. Now it could be the best the next best thing, but I, I'm just gonna be very skeptical that it's not gonna be as great as you think it is. The other thing is though, if uh we can move away from Pokemon Go now, thank God. We do have Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Go. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee if you have save files on your Nintendo Switch while you have Super Smash Brothers Ultimate which comes out this Friday you will get some exclusive yes. spirits. These spirits can also be obtained as a standard part of the game after December 14th but having Let's Go will speed up the process. It means absolutely nothing to normal people who just want to play this game and have fun. I mean I'm kind of excited for the idea of having save files unlock things. Mm-hmm. Well, they've kind of always had that. Well, the thing is, the save files have always been on carts for Pokemon. Mm. So we couldn't have done that in the past. Okay, but they did do it for other games, I would argue. Oh, yeah. For other games, yes. For Pokemon, it's an exciting realm to go into. (coughs) All right. Well, I mean, I think that's it for the news. Other than, I think I forgot to talk about last week, or last segment, not last week, is that I want to go see the new Pokemon movie. That's out in theaters uh not anymore now that you're listening to this but it is coming to disney xd on december 8th this saturday yay so if you haven't seen it you can watch it on disney xd if you pay an extraordinary amount of money for tv uh definitely check it the out The one with the cute ash right yeah it's the one with the older style animation and i i do really like it it's a really cool animation style and it's also not it's like alternate version ash as well I, this story, this movie was really good though, and my two cents is you should definitely see it. Definitely in like my top five Pokemon movies of all time. Oh wow! Yeah, out of like the twenty two movies, twenty one movies there are now, this was definitely in the top five. It was very well done. There they used Ash very sparringly in the plot, which I thought was really good, and they really focused on these characters that they wanted to put in there. It was it was like the episode um, that we talked about two weeks ago where Whimsicott said something about the Detective Pikachu movie, that it was a movie that took place in the... Po- it was a story that took place in the Pokemon world, not a story about Pokemon. That's exactly what this was. It was a story taking place in the Pokemon world. It wasn't a story about Pokemon. Nice. That's a good direction to take right now. Yeah, it was really, really good. I really appreciated it. And I mean, I'm not like I'm not like the normal person that like gets worked up and emotional about things. Though maybe it's happening because of my older age. I say older, not old, but uh, my my older age because like there were definitely moments where like where I was starting to tear up. My wife actually cried a couple of times. Oh, I tear up at the minimus. Well, you shouldn't watch this because you're gonna cry then, Jushiro. Oh no, yeah, I cried at the Lion King trailer last week. I I I can't deal with sentimental movies oh i didn't care for that one it was like a shot for shot remake (laughs) (laughs) yes that's what it's gonna be but we're not here to talk about the lion king we're here to talk about some pokemans so if you are interested in seeing it though i would definitely i would definitely suggest watching it if you have the time on saturday i wish i had disney xd literally just for this i i just want to pay for disney xd is there a way i can only pay for that channel like that's all i ever want is just to watch pokemon special things if not, I'll just watch it online. I'm sure it'll be ripped online right after that. So I'll, I'll go ahead and you watch it You made me there. do this, Disney. Yeah. That is, uh, that is going to be it for the news, though, other than some Puckle news. Uh, the one thing I do need to say here before I forget is that UUTC signment, uh, signups. So the UUTC, for those of you who are unaware, is our ult- ultimate underground tournament of champions. It is our OU tournament where you select a roster of 10 Pokemon and you go through and you battle a bunch of people. It's going to be Swiss rounds. Um, the number of Swiss rounds is going to depend on how many people sign up. 
So signups are going to be up on Monday, which is the day this podcast comes up, December 3rd. So if you're interested in doing that, sign up for that. We don't have a prize selected yet, but the prize is uh, going to be dependent on the number of people that sign up for the tournament by, I'm going to say over here, um, we'll announce the prize probably on, let's say, December 17th, depending on how many people have signed up. Because the more people that sign up, the more money we're willing to put into this. You can, of course, sign up after the 17th. Uh, you can keep signing up. I forget when the deadline is. I think it's until like the 31st or the 7th of June. I think it's uh, till it's sometime in January. January, yeah. I, I think it's the 7th because we wanted to start it earlier this year. Yeah, I want to say we put people... It starts like the 11th or something like that. Or the Monday that's near that. I want to go ahead and also point out that if uh, you do sign up for this, Puckle is going to be doing a tournament circuit this year. We don't have all of the details hashed out. I'm hoping to have that all figured out by next week. So we'll give you more details on that next week. And that is going to uh, entail having a much larger prize. So there will probably be a video on YouTube explaining everything in detail. But we'll also go over things very quickly on the show next week. I think that is everything that we need to talk about here, though. So we are going to kick it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. That means no browsers, guys. You got to use what's in your heads. Sigma and Jushiro are going to be competing together as a team to answer five Pokemon questions. And each of these questions will be worth one point. However, one will include a bonus point with one. Uh, with, so that's a possible total of six. They will also have one hint that they can use throughout the challenge. They, if they don't use the hint and get all the questions correct, they can cash that in for an additional point for a possible total of seven. They are competing against their fellow co-host to a race to 30 points whoever hits that first gets 20 dollars of t public slash pokemoncenter.com credit so yay uh so you guys if you're ready to go we're gonna get into these questions do this sigma uh we'll see all of these questions today come from a user on our discord named cantriacor i don't exactly k-a-n-t-r-i-a-k H-O-R. Yep. However you pronounce wow. that. But he okay. has all of these questions. I'm pretty excited because the theme is pretty amazing. Let's see if you we catch on. are ready, I am going to go ahead and ask you question number one. And here it is. Which attack does Butterfree learn that would allow it to use the Z-move, Devastating Drake? Oh. Oh. Uh, I think it learns Twister. Twister. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I don't think any other dragon makes, move makes sense for it. Is Twister your final answer? Butterfree would outrage. <laughs> no, that's Beedrill. <laughs> yeah, Twister is your final answer. <laughs> yes. Twister is correct. That is one point. Butterfree Ooh. does learn Twister in a previous generation, apparently. That's what I'm told. All right. So question yeah. number two. You'll see the theme here in a minute. What is the name of Richie's, the anime character in the Indigo League? His Butterfree. What is its nickname? Ooh. I don't know that one. <laughs> I knew this, but I can't remember. Because he has some great nicknames, like Zippo the Charmander. Yeah. And Sparky. Sparky the Pikachu. But uh, escaping me. Uh, yeah, I don't remember right now. Oh, should we use a hint? Uh, I don't know if this one's worth it. 
Well, up to you. You're gonna punch yeah, yourselves in the face when you when you hear what it is. Probably. Is it freebie? <laughs> is it butter? <laughs> it's margarine. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It's oh. not margarine. <laughs> it's, I cannot believe it's not butterfree. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna need an answer. Yeah, I got nothing. I don't think it's what do you it, though, because there's still one worth two points somewhere. Okay, then uh, what do you choose? Butters. <laughs> Butterball. <laughs> Butterball is unfortunately incorrect. <laughs> uh, the answer is actually Happy. Oh, he nicknamed his Butterfree Happy. That's just the I name. I associate with that with cats ha- these days. All right, so that is still. You guys are one for two, one point right now. I want to know. Well, I don't want to know, but our user wants to know. How does Butterfree learn the move teleport? How can Butterfree learn the move teleport? Okay. Well, luckily, we know it's not an egg move or a pre-evolution move. Uh, there's a decent shot. It's a T- It just learns it in- as a TM in Let's Go. But Oh, does it? I don't know. It's a TM in Let's Go. Um... Man, that's a good that's a good question. Uh, the other thing is, it could be like one of those moves it learns when it gets purified in XD. Oh wow, that's really deep cut there. I don't know. Uh, it's up mm. to you there. I think we're gonna go with the new Let's Go TM. It sounds like the most. What would it hurt for Butterfree to learn teleport? It absolutely doesn't do anything. So it does uh, now. <laughs> it w- oh, what what does it do now? It's like a slow baton pass. Oh, huh, interesting. Oh, yeah, it is. That is interesting. That's good to know. That's the real trivia right there. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that right there. You should give us the point just for that. Well, I'm going to give you the point anyway, because the TM is correct. It's not from Let's Go. It probably does yes. learn in Let's Go, but it learns it actually in Gen 1, because Teleport was actually a TM in Gen 1 as well. Oh, okay. Fun fact. But that is correct. That is that is two for three for you guys. So this next question, question number four, is your bonus point question. And I want to know, or not I, but our user wants to know more about Butterfree. And he wants to know, name the two two-turn slash charging slash recharging normal special attacks that Butterfree can currently use. Racer Wind is one, right? Yeah, Razor Wind was dumb, and I think it was a normal type at one point. Uh-oh. It was normal type, yes. Did they change it to fine? One would hope, but they really hate that move. <laughs> <laughs> I know Razor Wind is a special uh, special normal attack that requires you two turns. The other one being Hyper Beam, maybe? Uh, I don't think that's the kind of two-turn he's attack- talking about, but... Oh, oh, that okay. is the same. That is the type. That is the type. It's, oh, a, okay. it's two turning, charging, or recharging. Oh, okay. Then I would assume it learns hyper beam. It's a butterfree, though. Yeah, hyper beam, racer wind. Are those your answers? And I only need two. There's only two. Uh, oh, one and three. No, two. Oh. Oh, okay. One for one point for each. I'm okay with those two. Uh, do you concur? Hyper beam okay. and razor wind are correct. One point for yes. each. Hyper Beam and Razor Wind are both moves that. Other than the, the kid's nickname, I'm doing well in this butter, Butterfree thing. Yeah, I know. You guys are doing really, really well here. So I want to know now. This one's on me. Because question number five is always a stat question. What bug type Pokemon has the highest special attack? Base special attack, I should say. 
right. Well, we get to use our hint here. So. That's a good question. I would ask you to think about it for a couple of seconds. Okay, never mind. I found it. Um, because I didn't actually know. <laughs> I was just asking the question. And so, the uh, this is a dual type Pokemon uh, from, I believe, Gen Seven. All right. The believe part is kind of off. No, it's true. It is from from Gen 7. (laughs) It scared me a little bit. I feel Feromosa's in the running. Highest based special attack. Okay. Uh, I guess Vickavolt's an option, too. It has a good special attack. It might actually be like one of its two stats that it has. (laughs) So it's a dual type from Gen 7. That puts it at those two, I think. Which one would you choose? Because uh, as far as I understood, I thought Feromosa was a physical attacker. Uh, it has the same... And it's a- attack with its highest stat. <laughs> oh, okay. And speed. It has no defenses. It is a glass cannon. Mm-hmm. So I need an answer. I believe its speed is... I know it can upgrade its special attack when it gets its boost, too. So yeah, Gen 7 is not my uh, forte, so depending on you this one, and this one, Sigma. I, I feel like Feromosa is probably higher. Is Feromosa your final answer? I'm okay with that. Yeah. That is unfortunately incorrect. Uh, The answer is Vikavolt. Vikavolt has a base 145, and Feromosa has a base 137. Okay, they're both really high. Yeah, they're both pretty high. close. Yeah, yeah. Don't blame you. Yeah. That gives you guys four points for today. I would have gone with... uh, uh, Yeah. You guys aren't doing too bad, though, because that's, that's four points for today. So you guys should pat yourselves on the back. Because that was all butterfree trivia, you guys, you guys crushed that butterfree trivia, and got yourselves an additional four points to your scores, which does, which almost changes things up. Uh, it actually does; it does change things up quite, quite significantly. Ooh. Because everybody's like neck and neck. I can't believe it. This is like the one that has been the most neck to neck that I've ever seen. So in first place right now, we have Whimsicott with twenty three points. In second place, we have Scrawn with twenty two points. Following up in third, we have Basket with 19 points. After that, we've got Sublime with 18 points. Then we have Jushiro also in fourth with 18 points. Sigma in sixth with 15 points. Coming for you. Shamu tied in uh, tied with Gator in seventh place with 13 points. Maximus in ninth with nine. Snag in tenth with seven. And Viger and Bo bringing up the rear with five. So that's it for this segment of... Puckles Pokey Quiz. We'll be back at you next week with another exciting rendition. We are going to kick it on over, though, to the topic. Hey there, Puckalonians. It's Professor Snag. Thanks for listening to the Puckle Podcast. If you want more Puckly goodness, there are several ways you can do that. If you want to chat with hosts and other community members, join our Discord server. There's always someone there to talk about anything Pokemon. Make sure you follow and like us on all of our social media outlets like Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. Come watch us on Twitch at the Puckle Podcast and get in on the action where Jushiro plays the TCG online and Thatch does viewer battles. If you are able, please consider supporting us on Patreon where you get exclusive gifts such as Puckle TCG cards and access to bonus content. Or just go to our Public store and buy a t-shirt. All funds go right into the podcast and make the community better for you. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to our new channel Puckle Plus where you can find me hosting Game Corner each month Jushiro hosts the TCG cast, and lots of extra content including Movie Club, Battlecast, and the Puckle Live shows. Thanks for listening, and as always, help control the Breedject population. Get your ditto spayed and neutered. 
and welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be things that we would like to see from Let's Go make it on over to Generation 8. Because Let's Go was a pretty, I wouldn't call it a departure from the franchise. I would definitely call it more of a bridge between casual players. Side note. I would call it, I would, it's more note. of a bridge. I, I don't know if it's a side note, because I definitely think after seeing these sales numbers, we're going to see Let's Go Giraffe Rig in the near future. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be in 2020 or if it's going to be in 2021, but there will definitely be a follow-up Let's Go game, I think. Oh, no, uh, for sure. I mean, that's I mean that's always been the plan for Let's Go from the get-go. It's to be uh, a, another series in line with the main line, both our main lines, so, uh, based on them. I, di- I disagree with that, I think, to it a little bit, just because there were a lot of things in Let's Go that makes me think that this was kind of a rushed out project. I've, I've talked about this on Twitter. You can follow me, by the way, at, at Trainer Thatch on Twitter, uh, and where I, where I give, my, give my thoughts about things, my real thoughts. And the one thing that I noticed was there were a few things that made Let's Go seem like a really, really rushed game. And I think I've said this before on the show, but one, just look at those shadows. Those shadows just hurt me. Because we have these really beautiful yeah. Pokemon sprites, or not sprites, but models, rather, and then the which are just like a bajillion pixels in resolution, and then we've got these really nice six-pixel shadows, I swear. They're like six pixels. You could sit there and count them. That's the problem. Like You could sit there and count them within like 10 seconds if you pause the game. Yeah, but I do agree with you that the game is rushed. Well, there, there's rushed. well, there's definitely other aspects to help back that up as well, because the other one is if Sigma pointed this one out to me, which I think is a big one, is that if you look at like the pixelated party sprites for some of the Pokemon, some of them are the same yeah. traditional ones that we've seen ever since Gen three, right? They haven't really changed them, but then. Uh, they started to upscale some of them, like Dragonite's upscaled, Articuno's upscaled, Mewtwo's upscaled, Charizard's upscaled. But you know who's not? Muck, randomly. Muck's not upscaled. Meltan isn't upscaled. Well, <laughs> Meltan is kind of, but it's it's hard it's to talk about. the same size as the small guys. Yeah, it's just really weird. And I don't think they just, I just don't think they had the time to finish that. And I think, honestly, that's the reason why we were kind of locked into the original 151. Because what better place to start than just be like, oh, let's work on the models for the 151 for the game that's coming out next year, right? Yeah. And th- so they're just like, oh, we have all of these done. And they're already trying to play around with how to model in that universe or how to do HD because that is a huge jump for a company that's only ever done 3DS games to be like, yeah, let's jump over to HD. They did so by building Kanto. And so they're just like, well, we have this all done anyway. Let's just do it, right? And they throw in some capture mechanics because this is something they wanted to play around with. And Papa Nintendo was happy. And it, it, he was appeased. But I, I do think the games were somewhat rushed out. Though I'm not saying that doesn't mean there aren't good things about these games. I think it is... No, true. And, and what I was saying is that they, they all that you guys have said is completely legit. And I agree with you guys. But it still doesn't cut the fact that they planned this to be a second main line game from the get-go because that's what Masuda has been in all his interviews said that's why he said he wants that Pokemon Let's Go is the uh the plans the uh the base for the next 20 years of Pokemon because this is kind of like us that's why I said it's like uh, a new main line to go alongside the old original OG main line which is obviously we're going to a gen 8 next year well yeah I think it's not I, I think people need to be careful with how they call it though because it's quote-unquote main series but I would say that also Legend of Zelda Four Swords is quote-unquote main series Zelda, 
and that's that's not real Zelda. It's fun Zelda. Uh, that's a Zelda. whole different conversation. I w- I do have things to point out there too, but uh, let's not go down that rabbit hole. It's a fun <laughs> Zelda. It's just not the real. It's Zelda. a fun Zelda, but it's not considered a main series Zelda. Yeah, it is. As you say. Yeah, it is. It's in the timeline. It is. Yeah, it's in the official timeline. Huh. Interesting. Did not fun know that. Fun fact. So keep that in mind. Yeah, if you want to have that argument, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, we're gonna draw apples to apples comparisons. Oh yeah, Pokemon. So <laughs> keep that in mind. So I, I think that it's, it's something like that. I mean, you have to keep things like that in mind. That yeah, they might have had this departure from the main mechanics, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be something that really reshapes our traditional experience. Because that, I mean, that that's something that does happen, and that's something that we need to be aware of. But I, I think there are some cool mechanics here. I think that I so I like the Pokemon catching mechanic more than I thought I would. Granted, same. I think it has some flaws, and I really hope that there's a way that we can kind of combine it with the old one without making it too clunky. Because I really hate that I don't have any other way than berries to change the catch rate of these Pokemon, mm. right? And I, I think that's part of the reason that I really liked Wild Encounters, or at least. At least like the legendary encounters and then my initial like, hey, I'm trying to catch Pokemon encounters and stuff like that because I really like having to focus on whittling down the HP because that increases my capture chance. And if I could have something like that where I can controllably determine my capture chance, because that's one of the biggest gripes I have about this game, because when you get to somewhere like Cerulean Cave at the end of Let's Go, throwing 10 ultra balls on a chancy, well, just hitting 10 ultra balls on a chancy, that doesn't mean I'm hitting them because of the wonky motion controls. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but if i hit a chancy for 10 10 times with an ultra ball and then it just flees i'm gonna lose my mind if that happens again okay because it is just the most frustrating thing in the entire world and i really wish there was a way that i could be like okay let's whittle down the hp now i have a higher encounter chance because there's no real way to like farm berries and let's go and maybe this is more of a problem with let's go design um than saying that it needs to be it's something that needs to be improved upon but uh, I think there could be a really interesting way of combining that, though, with uh, a tradi- with a traditional Pokemon game. Like, maybe after I whittle it down, when I go to the Pokeball screen, I could do that and maybe get some bonuses. You know, maybe I can get, like, a plus one or something to the catch rate by just throwing the Pokeball instead of clicking the button to throw the Pokeball. Uh, I-, I would also like to see maybe a reduction in motion controls. I don't think it's perfect, the motion controls, as I think we can all agree upon. Yes, very much I, so. I think it would be but re- they're not the worst thing ever either. They're not the worst thing ever. It is a lot of fun to do it, but I really want to see... Like, if we're going to keep motion controls, I would like to see an option to not use motion controls. You know what I mean? In handheld mode, you can Ooh, that, pick it up that, and you can... That might not sit well with Nintendo, since we've already have in the past games like Star Fox, where it's like, nope, you're going to play this with motion controls, so, and no one can... They have it programmed in, though. <laughs> Like, it's in the game. They just don't have it activated. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, if they are planning to integrate this already, that would be smart to already have the code written. And I think it would also just be really good for them to just have an option where you can turn it off. If you can just turn it off and I can, like, point and click, I think that's great. It kind of harkens back to the original Gen 1 days where your Pokeball could miss. It'd be a really cool way to bring that back. I think it's okay to do that. And... I just don't want it to be pure, hey, the only way to do it is to catch them. I really do want to see wild battles return because if there's just no way for me to control the catch rate, I'm just going to lose my mind. That has just been the most frustrating part about Pokemon Let's Go for me is that there's yeah. no real good way to control the catch rate. 
the other thing is I wanted like a hotkey for the berry instead of going mm. through the menu and finding. Oh my god, yes! I just wanted a hotkey so I could just press the button and it throws a, it pulls the berry that I set up out. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of like how we had the hotkey for Pokeballs in Sun and Moon. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, like the one thing that I hope that changes. And I, you guys can probably agree with me on this one. Is I wanted the, I want there to be a possibility that I can play with two Joy Cons and a Joy Con group. I do that. Yes, to catch Chansey. <laughs> yeah, I want. I would like to see that more than I'd like to see, um, more than I'd like to see anything else. Because uh, the Pokeball Go Plus is really cool and it's really novel. The problem is for my man-sized hands, uh, my adult-sized hands, I should say, not my man-sized hands, but my adult-sized hands, it cramps me up all the time. And I think that's something that and can be rubbed. And it's very inaccurate. Every time I hit the select button, right, since it's the same mm-hmm. thumb jump st- uh, joystick, every time I hit it, I might accidentally just push the joystick to a di- different direction yep. and click a different option. And I've already been, you know, 60 hours in Pokemon Let's Go, and I'm still doing it. So it's something that you definitely do not get used to it. So yeah. I love the Pokeball Plus. I, I gave it a huge rating, and I still love it. Don't get me wrong. I still prefer to play it, but mostly because I am just a freaky Pokemon fan, <laughs> and, I, and I just want it for just for the funs of it. But oh, yeah, absolutely. having the the select button on the joystick was major mistake on on their end because it's just so inaccurate. And and it it infuriates me when it happens on the menu. Mm-hmm. It drives me wild when it happens in combat, and I hate and I choose a different move because I couldn't select it using the the select button. Well, the good news is I think they've already stated in an interview that. Pokemon 2019 is going to be more handheld based while Let's Go is more uh, TV based. Yeah, they said so, it was taking more advantage of the handheld aspects of the yeah. system instead of the console aspects. So I think so. we're going to get our more quote unquote traditional Pokemon game. Okay. And one thing I would re- really want to see back in Gen 19 from Pokemon Let's Go is the small cinematics that the game include, uh, mm. specifically those with the mythical Pokemon, uh, the legendary Pokemon. Uh, they were short, they were sweet, it gave this um, really impressive feel of storytelling and the fact that you're, it's like, in, I've, I may have said this in a past uh, podcast, it feels like coming face to face with a lion when you see Moltres in your face like mm. that. It's like, in real life, if you were in front of a lion, what would you do? I that chill gave me whenever I, when I encounter Moltres and Moltres was staring at me face to face with my character. I love those little cinematics. I really want them to come back for uh, Pokemon Gen uh, nineteen. Uh, I th- the other thing about that is I really liked how Mewtwo got that power itself up. I believe the other ones mm-hmm. did as well. It was kind of like Totem Pokemon tougher fight. Yeah, I think they did really well in that aspect. I kind of hope that that. I mean, I'd be okay with something like that. Where you go ahead, you knock out a Pokemon, then you can catch it. That's fine with me. Again, there's not really a way to affect the catch rate, which is also frustrating for me. I I just like I yeah. said, like if being able to affect the catch rate is probably the thing I miss the most in this Pokemon game. Yeah. Uh, out of everything, it's just having that with that inability with that uh, ball and chain on my leg that I can't affect that catch rate. That really bothered me. But I would love to see that going f- forward. I really would. I think that there is a a lot that can be done. Um, the other thing that I really I, I like those cinematics. I think it would be really good for world building, and I really hope that world building is a bigger part of their plan in the 2019 game. I'm really hoping that they can take the good things from Sun and Moon, which was a really good story. I, I would say it's a better story than we had in X and Y for sure. 
definitely not something that we had oh, no, like in sure. black and white and black and white too. That story was phenomenal, and I'm hoping we get something more Agreed. like that. <laughs> but but it was closer to that. Uh, you had Lorelei appearing, you know, in the game, and uh, oh one yeah, card you had Brock and Misty coming up in different parts as well. So they're doing better. They shouldn't be taking three additional games after they <laughs> did a great job with. Uh, Gen 5, black and white, they shouldn't have taken three generations more to get it right again, but they're going in that direction at least. I mean, well, Oras at least had the gym leaders show up out of their gym battle. Mm-hmm. True, yeah. I think that it's the thing that they are better at in the remakes. I Also, I don't know, I'm, I think Gen 5, if we're going to be completely honest about that, I don't know how well Game Freak does at analyzing the reason behind the sales numbers. Because I feel like they're just not good at that part. They go, oh, man, people didn't like black and white because the story was too dark. It's like, no, that's not why people didn't like black and white. They didn't like a soft reboot of Pokemon. <laughs> and and so or they or they didn't really figure it out. And they tried to just like do a full 180 and turn backwards. Because if you look at Gen 6 versus Gen 5, there's a huge difference, like ginormous difference. Because in Gen in 6, well, not in sales, but in just in terms of like the gameplay, because they're just like, oh, hey. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, hey, here's all of the old Pokemon. Have your nostalgia. And here's 70 new Pokemon. And you know what? I'm okay with these smaller pools of new Pokemon. 70 to 60 or 70 to 80 Pokemon. That's perfect. I'm okay with it. I would prefer 100. But if they're not going to do 100, that's okay with me. Let them do whatever they want to do. Let them do what they got to do. Yeah, around 100 is what I like, but if they're going yeah. to add Pokemon mid-gen still, like, if that ends up being the total at the end of the gen, I'd still be happy. Yeah, I, I, and don't lock out the legacy Pokemon throughout the game just because mm-hmm. you want your players to just use the new ones starting out. No, give it a good mix of old legacy Pokemon with the new stuff coming out. Create a good national, although we I know that we're not necessarily doing the uh, regional Pokedexes anymore. No, they are. They absolutely yeah, are. That's all they do now. That's all they're doing. <laughs> the national is the one that got... It's the national one that they got rid of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, I just want them not to like, oh, I want to use Jolteon. Don't let me not be able to use Jolteon just because you want me to use the new ones. Because this is one thing about black and white that was kind of annoying. Absolutely. Well, I think Eevee's at Pikachu status now. It's been in like all the regional dexes we've had since. Oh, no. Bad example. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Don't... <laughs> I, I agree. I, I think that there's a lot to be done. I I mean, let's go. I, I don't think it was a terrible game. I think it has a lot of flaws. Personally, as a Pokemon yeah, it player, does. I don't think it's got a lot of what people want in it. Personally, me. Um, I do like that the YouTubers are kind of embracing it for what it is. Because they're trying to start doing new leagues and stuff with it. And they're just like, well, this is our chance to not hack. We can play, have some fun with it, do some shiny hunts. That's kind of where it needs to stay. Uh, to be completely honest that's where it needs to stay it can't really do much more than that because let's go wasn't really set up to talk to other people either like it they were just like online capabilities who needs those yeah those things are terrible in let's go yeah it's so hard to get in contact with someone to just trade or battle it's Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous it's absolutely awful and I think they kind of did that somewhat intentionally. One, probably because they're rushing it out and they didn't have time to build like a full online feature. Um, and two, I think it was more that, hey, we want to make it feel more like Gen 1 where you have to go out and meet people to trade because it's much easier to do it locally than it is to do it online. Yeah. I, I just, I, I'm still not a fan of it. I don't think it's a great system. And 
I think a lot of other people can agree with me as well on that. That is just a horrible, horrible online system. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. I don't know how they made me miss Festival Plaza, but they made me miss miss, Festival Plaza. They made me miss the pal pad from Gen 4. Yeah. (laughs) That's about it. I don't don't know how you have online capabilities that don't tie into the friend codes that already exist in a Nintendo Switch. Like, I just don't know how. It blows my mind. I can't grasp my head around that. How do you not have the... How do you not build a game that just grabs that integration like that has to be code that's super easy to throw into your game it has to be but again let's go is focus on a younger audience and a casual player so i guess they weren't aiming it to be too easy like like you said maybe they were just focusing on hey we want more people on the local level Mm -hmm. to be playing together rather than in the uh internet level I don't so, know. So I, I agree. Bad decision on their end. Don't get me wrong. I'm just trying to find a logical explanation, too. Well, the logical explanation is they rushed the game out and they didn't have time to put real online capabilities into it. That's the real explanation. So They didn't that, want to build like online infrastructure. For yeah. They didn't expect people to play online. Yeah. <laughs> Sigma is exactly right. I mean, it's part of that thing where people are just like, if you're scared of Let's Go taking over... If you are a scrawn, it won't. And you're scared of Let's Go taking over. There are so many reasons why you should not be scared after playing this game. <laughs> yeah, there's so many reasons why because you can just tell how much in this game they were just like, yeah, don't even worry about it. And we're just, we're just trying yeah. to get this out. We're just trying to plug a hole right now. That and then we got this game. It's selling well because one, it's got the Pokemon name on it, and two, it's the first Pokemon game for Switch. We knew this was going to sell well. And I can only imagine if there were 1.5 million million sales in the U.S. over Black Friday for this game, I can't imagine Mm -hmm. what the sales are going to be for 2019's game. It's going to be massive. Like, if you think 1.5 million sales is great and it's already one of the fastest-selling Nintendo Switch games of all time, wait for the 2019 game. I guarantee you it comes out um, roughly the same weekend. It's actually going to be the weekend after that, I think. I think it's going to be uh, the 26th or something of November. It's something like that. It's going to come out I'm, pretty late. I'm still hoping for that October release like X and Y had. I know you're hoping, but you and I can hope all we want in vain. Yeah. I mean, but because every single Pokemon game, like the past four Pokemon games have come out the Friday before Black Friday. And oh, so, yeah. yeah, it's going to be November 22nd, 2019. I guarantee it. But, I'm calling it now. And it also had like no competition on 3ds. It yeah. was the 3ds seller. That's true. And so <laughs> I would. I I'm very curious to see how it goes. I, I think it's just going to blow the other one out of the water. I think after Black Friday, you're just going to be you're going to hear things like 2.2, 2.3 million units of Pokemon Scrawn and Thatch version. That's going to be where it is. I, I just I really have that feeling though I I hope they do grab some of the stuff from Let's Go like I said I oh, think that I think the capture mechanic is interesting the game is not a throw a throwaway that's what uh I might wanna we might wanna give out there it's not like it's a throwaway Pokemon there's legit things in this version that might actually deserve to be uh in in Gen uh Gen eight and next year's Pokemon so so the one thing I want to ask you guys because this is something that I have mixed feelings on Pokemon in the Overworld would you guys like to see that back yes. Yes. Really? I have so mi- I have so many mixed feelings about this, mostly because of old school shiny hunting versus versus this type of shiny hunting. I mean, um, it's more exciting than SOS. I think uh, I, I, agree I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think I think the happiest medium though between these in my personal opinion was Dexnav. I think this is what they wanted Dexnav to be, but yeah. they didn't because 3DS. 
<laughs> I yeah, they didn't have the power. In the I would 3DS. be. Hunting, I think ultra, I would be happy with a combination. Where you were hunting down the Ultra Beasts, I feel like this is what they wanted it to be like. Where the Ultra Beasts are floating on the overworld, and it's like, Ooh. oh, there it is. I would like that as a. I, I would like that as a midpoint, if that makes sense. I would okay. be okay with that as a midpoint. I think like if if it were just like the Ultra Beast encounters, yeah, put them in the overworld. But otherwise, keep them hidden in the grass. Maybe do something like Dexnav, where you can have Pokemon show up in the overworld if you use Dexnav, and you can chain them that way. Okay, because there's multiple things about the uh, overworld Pokemon that I've really enjoyed, and that's number one. I really thought one of the things I was uh, scared of was that it would get rid of this emotion when you encounter a random Pokemon, and then it's the one that you really want it. And it's like, oh my yes, and you get that excitement. I thought we were going to lose that in the overworld, but no, it really just transferred into the overworld. When I was able to see a Chansey at Mount Moon, I was like, oh my god, a Chansey. So I ran over to Chansey, uh, and that gave me that satisfaction of, oh yes, no way, I'm still finding pleasure in surprises in finding Pokemon, even if they are in the outside world. And secondly, being able to pass Mount Moon without having to hit more than one Subat was the <laughs> pinnacle of this game. <laughs> So the pinnacle I, of this game. So I would I want to argue against that just a little bit. Like I agree with you that at the beginning of the game, that's fantastic. Like for as as a playthrough, and but in terms of a long term player, which is something that I am, I know that you are more of like, hey, I want to play through the story, and that's pretty much it. And yeah, if there's somebody who likes to have a post game and do things in the post game, I prefer random encounters for that type of thing. Because mm. the most boring thing is, so shiny hunting now is, or let's let's go back to the example of the dex nav. With the dex nav, you had to be pretty active in your shiny hunting. You had to like find the Pokemon, sneak up on them, make sure they didn't run, right? And you would go there, yeah. you, and you would chain, you would combo them by just tackling them to death, right? And you'd keep comboing them until you found your shiny. And so here you combo them by catching 31 of them in a row. And then you go sit on your Charizard and you wait 30 minutes until a shiny one shows up. And I don't like how inactive that process is. I feel like that's almost as inactive as SOS hunting. You're 100%, but that's also uh, a result of us going deep and finding out what the mechanics are. If you wouldn't have told Misty <laughs> the 31 trick because we read it in Cerebi or whatever, uh, Focafan website, she would still be catching 300 something Caterpies. I think that should be something that is. I, I don't. I think that's something that should be assumed is that we're going to be doing that. Like the fan base is going to be doing that, especially if it's post game content. You're right. They mm-hmm. have to assume that's yeah. going to happen. That somebody's going to be doing the research and find the odds. They have to assume that. I, I don't care whether or not. I think that is bad game design. If I can just sit on my Charizard for 30 minutes and I'm literally just sitting there waiting. I think that's awful compared to me constantly just going and trying to keep keep the chain going. I want there to be reasons for the chain to keep going rather than me stopping yeah. at 31. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. that, that's but my that's biggest complaint. Failure. Yeah, that, that's my biggest complaint. And I don't see that there are a way to do it with uh, with the overworld Pokemon if you want to keep having Shiny show up in the overworld. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a way to do it other than that, which is probably the most frustrating thing. So I mean, the only other way I could think of is just not have a cap on how likely the Shinies get. So eventually, once ah. you find the Shiny, it resets, but you can yeah. keep raising your shiny chance if you continue to catch them or something. Yeah, I could see that, but yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of, for that reason alone, though, it makes me not want Pokemon in the overworld, other than special occasions. I really do like the idea for the Ultra Beast. I think that would be awesome 
is to have the Ultra Beast show up and like you run into like Blitzcephalon that got out, right? I think that'd be really cool. And maybe we'll see something, some good combination. I, I'm sure Game Freak will surprise me in some way, and they'll find like the perfect happy medium. We won't know, though, until 2019. Uh, that's where we'll end it, guys. We're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz after this short break. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. Here at Puckle, the holidays are in full swing, including our Tee Public store. You can go check it out and get 30% off anything from December 3rd to December 13th. We have classic t-shirts for $14, mugs for $11, notebooks for $10, stickers for $2, wall art posters, essentially, for $7.50. You can get the Puckle logo, some of the cool co-host art that Basket's been doing. You can also go ahead and pick up, I guess, a tote bag. We have that. And my personal favorite, as always, the throw pillow. The throw pillows are really soft. They're really nice. And you can get any kind of Puckle logo you want, or even that cool Starry Eevee logo. We'll also put some Christmas designs up for you guys to take a look at. So... If you guys would do that, just hop out and over. It's a great way to support the show, and we'd really appreciate it. But if not, regardless, have a happy holidays from us here at Puckle. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! And welcome to the mailbag. Unfortunately, we lost a lot of the audio for the Pokemon of the episode, so we will not be doing that segment this week's, but we're going to jump right into the mailbag. As always, the mailbag is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. 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 Good. <laughs> and as always, we'll give the Green Tauros badge to anybody we think uh, deems necessary. Too bad we only have one email today, so he'll probably get it. So... <laughs> Uh, but the mailbag segment today for you guys is the segment where we read listener emails. You can send those into PucklePodcast at gmail.com. Last week, we were asking you guys what your thoughts on the Detective Pikachu trailer were. Next week, we want to know what you can, uh, what mechanics you would like to see translate from Let's Go Pikachu over to Gen 8 games. So definitely send us emails in to PucklePodcast at gmail.com. If, without further ado, though, let's just jump into this email. This next one from the boy Gardevoir. Got it. Hello, it's me, the boy Gardevoir, back at you again with another mailback. So I was watching the detective trailer for the fifth time trying to look for trivia when I noticed two little flabebes are flying around the air with a comfy cuteness overload, indeed. Also, a Jigglypuff with a microphone, <coughs> Indigo Plateau, <coughs> Indigo League. And the uh the Bulbasaur line with Morlaw floating above it. You know, the Pokemon Ultimate Fluffsicup type thief. <laughs> so overall, this is my comment. Cuteness overload. So I guess this is bye bye Butterfree from your favorite Gardevoir. Uh it also continues to say the holiday Gardevoir, just a December version of the boy Gardevoir. Just uh and then sent using my telepathy. PS I didn't know where to put this, but I am currently at episode two twenty four of the podcast. I'm working backwards. Oh no oh god. <laughs> I don't know you should be doing that. He's not in he's the bad like, part yet. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he's I've got been... about seventy episodes before he hits like yeah. waters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then until you reach its hurricane level ocean waters, yeah. yeah. Uh, PPS, uh, I've been listening since late September, early October. Well, welcome, boy Gardevoir. Welcome. Yeah, welcome, man. Uh, and yeah, I will so the Detective Pikachu trailer, we all talked about it last week. You talked about it when it came out, when we got too hyped. There are too many things to talk about that episode, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. We could have a three-hour yep, episode yep, yep. that week, but that's just too much. But 
yeah, Detective Pikachu came out. Good movie. I'm excited for it. I can't wait for it to make it. I'm super hyped. I can't wait for it to make it out. But I guess this without... I guess he gets the Green Taurus badge. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Let's give it to him. Congratulations. Because he actually I mean, sent in an email. Aren't they going away in like a month, too? Uh, they become old roles, and then it'll become the 2019 Green Taurus badge. We should make it a different badge. Instead of Green Taurus, let somebody else sponsor it. Oh, God. That I'm might sure create a- like a commotion in the community. I don't know if we can handle this right now. I'm it will sure be sc- if you think let's brand. go wait if you think let's go Pikachu wasn't and let's go Eevee wasn't recent enough for people to go crazy online thinking it's the end of Pokemon if you change the green towers batch that's it it's just going to go crazy we're gonna have factions on our <laughs> discord there's gonna be a civil war it's not gonna be pretty I'm just throwing out there well we're in talks with little scissors pizza and let me tell you <laughs> uh, and <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, well, the boy Gardevoir just asked somebody and you'll get that green Tauros badge rule. And I guess that's it. So if you want to email us next week, you can email us next week at pucklepodcast at gmail.com with letting us know what features you'd like to see transfer over from Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee over into the new mainline games uh, in 2019. But I guess I'm going to take, since we ended this segment really early today, I'm going to go ahead and just give off a little couple of little spiels. First of all, don't forget UUTC signups. Like I said in the new segment, those are opening up this Monday. So if you want to get in on that, the earlier the better, because that way we can determine what kind of prize support we're going to give the tournament. So the more of you that sign up, the bigger and better the prize will be. Also, keep you a lookout. You don't need your sets when you sign up. You just nope. need to know what Pokemon you're bringing. Yep. And also, don't forget that you can always... Uh, that we're going to be giving you more details later on this week, probably early next week about the Puckle tournament circuit where you can learn more and compete for things. And it's going to be really cool. And I'm really, I'm actually really, really excited about it. I think it's going to be a really cool system. Uh, Finally though, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Jushiro. Yeah, I would like to plug in. Uh, guys, if you haven't yet, please go over and subscribe to Puckle Plus, the channel. There mm-hmm. you can find all the other shows that Puckle does deliver. The TCG cast with uh, uh, yours truly. There's the Game Quarter. There's the Battle Cast. Go ahead, subscribe to that channel for more Puckle goodness. And rumor has it that live show with the patrons is coming back to that ch- that feed as well. So keep an eye out for that. Awesome. Keep an ear out for that, I guess I should say. Not an eye, but an ear. So definitely, definitely keep that in mind. And uh, actually, one thing I did forget to talk about in the new segment is that the Advent Calendar is going on right now. Puckle Advent Calendar, for those of you who are unaware, we do a daily giveaway up until Christmas, December 25th, for different Pokemon. Uh, right now, it's December 2nd, so we have Vivalon going on. But at the time you're listening to this, on the day of release, December 3rd, we're going to be switching over to Shiny Trevenant. So if you want to get that Shiny Trevenant, make sure you follow our, either our Discord or our Twitter or Facebook, follow one of those. You'll get the images updated. Just make sure you keep checking us out because we'll keep you updated on those. And all you got to do is just throw something on the GTS and you'll have a good time. That's all there is to it. And we got some great t-shirts on sale too. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait because we're going to be putting up a new one here soon because there's another project that Puckle has in the works right now. And so there's going to be a new t-shirt up there real soon. I I just honestly want to put it up for myself so I can purchase it. And and also, for those of you who are unaware, um, uh, if you are still trying to do your Christmas shopping, I'm sure there was a commercial about this before you guys listen to this, but our Public store is going to be on sale from December 3rd until the 13th. So it's like a week and a half of sales. That's $14 shirts, $35 hoodies, $22 phone cases. Those are expensive phone cases. Don't buy phone cases from them. 
Um, I'm the guy selling them to you. Don't don't buy it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but eleven dollar mugs, ten dollar notebooks, uh, seven fifty posters. I, I mean, literally everything. And my personal favorite, as always, uh, nineteen dollar throw pillows. I I have the throw pillows are actually super nice for those of you who are unaware. The throw pillows are actually fantastic. So definitely look into getting something like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that's most of my spiel. If you want to get more Puckly goodness, you can check out twitch.tv slash the Puckle podcast where I can see Jushiro myself and hopefully a new face playing Pokemon, all sorts of Pokemon, whether it be the TCG, the Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, or Let's Go. We're all playing, having fun, doing a good time. And there's some changes going on to that there. Yeah. So we're going to add some improvements coming soon. So oh, please yeah. stay tuned and go watch us at Twitch because we're, we're yeah. going to have a lot of fun doing yeah. uh, certain new things on that on the channel. Also, keep watching our YouTube, youtube.com slash Puckle Podcast. We have a great team of editors and commentators bringing you guys battle videos, hopefully every day this week. We'll see how that goes. And uh, from there, yeah, I mean, we're having just a great time. If you want to help support the show, though, in a couple different ways, one, you can go to Twitch, use your Twitch Prime subscription. That really helps us out. Or you could just subscribe. Um, but again, you can go to TeePublic, purchase anything. Like I said, it's all on sale and it's right up to Christmas time. You want to try to get those things ordered by December 11th, I'm told, to make sure it gets there on time for Christmas. If you want to give somebody an awesome Puckle hoodie and be like, you should listen to this show. That would be like the most passive aggressive way to like introduce somebody to our show, by the way is to like buy the hoodie and like gift it to them on Christmas. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then of course you can just go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash puckle podcast and support the show directly where we can do giveaways. We do the live show. We just have a lot of fun over there and it's a really good time. So if you guys want to head on over there, we'd really appreciate it. But I guess that's pretty much everything to cover. I am trainer thatch. Some say I'm Lord Jashiro. And I'm Arsicle. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
as always, we would like to thank our patrons here at the Puckle Podcast for making everything that we do possible. So thank you to Viger, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Dr. Shamu, Snag, Dexio, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Nick, Jimmy, Ryan, Seth Vilo, Minor Manetric, Claude Nine, Kevin, R. Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Nathan, The Golden Klefki, The British Gent, Trevor, TJ, Doc Knox, Echo, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Louise, Wade, Daniel, Trey B, Jonathan, Greg, Bodtech, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Jedi DJ, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shira, Ioncaster, Orange Avenger, Michael, Thomas, Zero, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Joseph Inferno, Alex, and Eric. Thank you all for helping out and supporting the show. We will be doing our Patreon show next weekend on Saturday, December 8th at 10 a.m. So we'll have signups for that going live here later this week. So if you're interested in signing up for that, please let us know. It's a first come, first serve for people to be on that show. We're only going to pick two of you. So be sure to comment and hopefully you guys are available for 10 a.m. on Saturday, December 8th. Catch you guys on the flip flop. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 